0: Who was the biggest star from the Cowboys' joint practice with the Chargers? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked. Locked. locked On Locked On Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Don Cowboys podcast, part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool.
1: Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, sounds like we had a pretty spirited day at practice yesterday, so I'm excited to talk about that. Um, getting close to the weekend, which means another preseason game, which means yeah. another week closer to the NFL football. So uh, all these things are excited. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, which we'll talk about the preseason game tomorrow, kind of getting you ready for that. But let's yeah. talk about yesterday's practice, which I got to see most of because NFL Network decided to do a whole show on it yesterday. We got to see all the team drills, a lot of the seven-on-seven stuff. And landed. I, you and I, we might have one of the, the same takeaways from practice but for me it's Israel Makamu safety
1: uh but i want i want your thoughts yeah i mean i think you know makamu is a guy that we've kind of been waiting to hear more and more about right like it, in a very safe what's become a very safety crowd a uh, very crowded safety room yeah. uh it's 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 interesting to kind of continually see new names sort of come out as as uh you know the, the flavor of the week but mukamu is a guy that Skill set wise, it's just always very intrigued me. I mean, it, mm-hmm. uh, he, it was a cornerback coming out of USC. Was obviously opposite starter at South at, Carolina, uh, by the way. South Carolina, I should clear. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. USC. Uh, especially being yeah. from LA, I shouldn't say USC yeah, yeah. like that. The real uh, USC. The, the, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, starting opposite corner of uh, from JC Horn, and 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 I think you know the transition to safety last year. Uh, you know, was, was a work in progress. I mean, yes. obviously, it's a, it's a new position for him. I just think he's such a great fit. You know, he's his body type, his game uh, style. Can, I, uh, can I just really, really quickly interrupt yeah. you about his body type?
0: Cause he's always yeah. been big and long. Like he's always been six foot four, but he looks like he put on a lot of muscle. Yeah. Like, he's like finally growing into his frame.
1: Yeah. It's funny because, you know, you kind of would see him last year, uh, Kind of comparable to Nation Wright in body style, right? And they both put on weight this off season, but the difference between Nation Wright and and is still pretty striking, right? Uh, he's 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 just rocked up throughout, and he's got long levers too. So, uh, and you know, yesterday uh, just really kind of, sh- and really not even just yesterday, but you know, these last few days with with Curse out, he's really shown uh, something and, and and shown the ability to make plays and, and be where he needs to be. So, uh, I don't I don't really know if if uh, if I think it, it it means it shows you that he's he's definitely making a play for the fifty three man roster. But beyond that, I think I wonder if there aren't going to be you know more and more packages where they're using some more of these down roster safeties just because you know they, they've got ball, they've got this guy. I know they like Tyler Coyle in, in certain in certain ways as well. Uh, it just feels like they are going to get opportunities for these guys to be on the field, and 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 so we may we may see uh mukwamu in the regular season uh you know kind of rotating in or getting some opportunities just based on what we've seen so far these last few days yeah i
0: want to talk about his role and how he's going to fit into the defense but just three plays that caught my eye from yesterday's practice that i want to mention the the big one was uh i don't even remember if it was a team drill or a one-on-one drill but he's carrying a wide receiver down the seam and it was justin herbert who threw the pass, and. First of all, Makamu just like blocks out the sun. Like he's just so much bigger than the receiver running down the middle of the field, and Makamu makes this incredible catch over his head, which I'm sure Justin Herbert thought there's no way that the safety is going to be able to get this ball. Just an incredible interception. In team drills, they are. I'm trying to remember who the tight end was. It might have been Gerald Everett. They throw a pass to a tight end in the middle of the field. He does a little peanut punch, picks up the ball, and runs it in for a touchdown or whatever. Right. The third one was actually one that he lost on, but it was a, it was a route against Jalen Guyton forward Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboy, where he's covering Guyton one-on-one on on the outside. And there really wasn't a lot of separation. It was just a fantastic throw by Herbert, but the confidence of a six foot four, 220 pound safety to try to cover Jalen Guyton one-on-one and not really give up any separation. Like that stood out to me. Like, even though that's a loss, I think it's kind of a, a win for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, like with, with that kind of skill set, it's like you, you can do all those things you mentioned. You can be kind of a back-end roamer on the seam and, and eliminate those seam type of routes. You can be a guy that if you need to can drop down and frankly cover receivers if, if you need to because yes. he obviously has the skill set there. So uh, I, I guys like uh, uh, Mukwamu, if, 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 he, if he can you know kind of uh, – learn the other aspects of the position that that don't necessarily come naturally to him as a cornerback his corner skills and his combined with his size could make him for an incredible weapon just a, it's a matchup piece you can use him as a blitzer clearly you can use him in the run game uh, and the fact that you can also if you need to have him split out wide and cover a wide receiver and and not just be in a total embarrassment uh that's that's a really useful piece i'd like to see if the cowboys can get some packages where you have Makamu,
0: J Ron Kurse is like a down box defender, and you can keep Malik Hooker on the field, right? You get these three. I mean, Hooker's more the free safety type, but the two six foot four guys in the middle of the field that just give you outstanding athleticism and length. It's pretty fun. I, I I really just wanted to talk about him at the start because he's somebody we haven't spent a lot of time on yeah, so yeah. far in the offseason, but
1: by the sounds of it, it seems like he's making that second year leap. Yeah, he's, he's had a, a good camp. He hasn't necessarily uh, had huge flashes, but he's been solid. Now we're starting to see a little bit more playmaking added in there as he's starting to, I think, kind of come around the bend a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see these kind of second-year players yeah. start to really step up.
0: All right, let's get to some more practice notes. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So the network can help you find the right people to hire Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your jobs for free terms and conditions apply. All right, let's talk about Micah Parsons. I, I know we talk about him every day. This could very easily be the locked on Micah Parsons show, <laughs> but I mean, he dominated again yesterday, which I feel like we, we talked about this against the Broncos. He kind of ruined some of the team stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, he did it against the Chargers once again. There was a play where he was lining up right over top of the center, got a sack. He beat Herbert to the edge on one play. I mean, the guy is just a superstar. I I don't even know what question I'm asking you,
1: but the floor is yours. You know, it's funny. I, I came up with this, uh, this uh, Micah Parsons uh, uh, syndrome, and 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 what it is is that like it's it's the phenomenon that we have described earlier where he's destroying plays but because they don't whistle the play dead when he uh he gets a sack they keep going so it's like this mirage that he's not like absolutely dominating and like destroying things because everyone's just kind of okay Mike can destroy the play but we got to keep going you know it's like that It that's what's going on i feel like in a lot of the situations and, and when we're starting to kind of have it take notice is when he's doing it against other teams right when it's when it's uh He's tapping Russell Wilson when he's tapping Justin Herbert. You know, that's that's there was a there was a
0: prominent Cowboy beat reporter yesterday that said, uh, Cowboys give up a 15 yard pass in the middle of the field, Austin Eckler. And you watch the play, and Parsons runs by the center, taps Herbert on the shoulder before he even throws the ball. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and, and that happens a lot too. Like uh, 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 there was a, there was a, another prominent, maybe the same prominent reporter who who, who tweeted something out like uh, uh Cowboys defense gets gashed on the run and DeMarcus Lawrence had bust through the line and had touched the guy as he was receiving the handoff from the yep. quarterback. So I don't know if that would have been uh, the gash that it, it appeared to be. There's a lot of that in training camp. And that's why I think it's difficult sometimes to kind of, fully take everything that the beat writers are, you know, saying at base values because they're taking the video and trust me, this is as speaking of someone who's done this, they're taking the video and then tweeting out what they saw just in real time, not like going back and reviewing the video and seeing actually what happened. So, uh, but yeah, I I look, I mean, to kind of go back to the the original point, Parsons is all over the place. I mean, again, he was, uh, he was, uh, sacking the quarterback, blitzing as a pass rusher. Uh I, I saw somewhere else that he took Mike Williams up. He covered Mike Williams up the seam at, at one point by himself. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know I've run out of things to say about Micah Parsons. It's 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 kind of like it's kind of like Des Bryant back in the day, right? Where it's like yeah. What do you want me to say? He's very, very, very good. And we're all very excited. Yes. That's where we are with Michael Parsons.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some other players that, that were at practice yesterday. They just didn't destroy everything. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott's numbers were not great yesterday. We should mention that CD lamb uh, has a cut on one of his toes. I was told it's just not serious. Even uh, Michael Galkin from the Dallas morning news says you can't even really uh, count it as an injury. It's just like an ailment. Uh, He'll be fine. But without him, Cowboys receiving core yesterday had a combined zero career touchdowns in the NFL. So it's not surprising that they struggled a little bit.
1: But what did you think of Dax Day? I would argue that the receivers didn't struggle yesterday. In fact, I think that a lot of what happened with the, 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 the numbers was almost exclusively on the running backs. The running backs themselves had at least three drops out of those 15 passes. So. Uh, I think what you look what what happened through the practice with Dak is that he had, he started out just gangbusters, like really came out accurate. I think in seven and sevens, he was perfect if I'm not mistaken. And then even for the first, I don't know, like seven or eight passes uh, in team, he was, he was, uh, he was doing very well and very was showing a lot of good accuracy. He had a couple throws yesterday that we saw that, that, you know, he probably would want back, but it certainly isn't reflective of the kind of, completion numbers that get posted by the beat writers right i I think that there were at least i saw pollard zeke and i'm pretty sure uh uh, dowdle also all three drop passes at different points Uh, and then another one where you felt like uh, turpin maybe could have gotten his hands on it but I, i think overall you know the context here is that this was the nightmare scenario everyone was talking about this was the you know what happens if we don't have CeeDee Lamb and you go against uh, 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 Chargers defense? And frankly, it wasn't that bad, like, frankly, it wasn't as bad as the sky falling as everyone uh, assumed it would be. Dennis Houston stepped up, made some, some catches. You saw Noah Brown, Semi Fahoku had another incredible day. A nice sliding um, catch
0: with Cooper Rush, I think, as quarterback. Yep,
1: and the tight ends looked good. I, I, I actually think you know, the, obviously, uh, 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 Schultz had a, had a fumble, but he. But he had it after a big catch and and down the field on the seam. So I actually think that the passing offense didn't look terrible, uh, considering it was the sum of all fears as as we've been referring it to. It's, just, it's so uh, I thought yeah. Dak had a mixed day, but 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 the context there, I think, with all that, is he did he did pretty well.
0: Yeah, the one interception that he had bounced off uh, Ezekiel Elliott's hands, and I mean, you can argue that the pass came in a little hot. I mean, this is not something new with Zeke, right? Zeke is just not the best receiver on those kind of passes, but the other interception, he threw the ball down the field. Guy made a great play. It happens. It's, it's joint practice. It's not a big deal, but overall not too bad, but you can see the offense certainly
1: lacks some explosiveness without CD lamb. Yeah. I mean, certainly it wasn't the same uh, without yeah. CD lamb, but it, it was functional. Yeah, it they was were able functional. to get the ball to Tolbert. They were getting uh, good gashes in the run game. Uh, they were moving the ball. So that's all very encouraging.
0: Should talk about the offensive line really quickly. Tyler yep. Smith rotated in at left guard, uh, started. Connor McGovern came in, played a, lot, a bunch. Um, Tyron Smith played well, except for he got beat one time by Khalil Mack. Uh, what about Terrence Steele? How do you think he held up at right tackle?
1: You know, I think it not, I mean, again, we didn't, I didn't get to see, but it sounds like in, uh, in one-on-one pass drills, uh, pass rushing drills, he took some lumps, but I mean, that's not terribly surprising, right? Like that's a, that's a, uh, uh, This is the
0: best pass rush duo in the league, right? I yeah. And it happened.
1: And they're also, you know, in, uh, uh, in much like how the the one-on-one pass drill is, is very unfair for the, uh, the defensive backs, the the pass rush one-on-ones are very unfair for offensive linemen, right? That, that there's just not a ton of times where you're, isolated blocking one-on-one guys you're usually working in a tandem you usually have bodies around you to kind of help you so uh it's it's a difficult situation you know especially going against a guy like Joey Bosa uh and Steel. Sure. you know I think Steel took his lumps I, I would say that overall between team and uh the pass rush drills it sounds like Steel won more than he lost which is uh which is very very encouraging and incredibly encouraging and I think uh, even to your point about uh Smith Smith won almost every rep except for one against uh against other mat. So uh I, those two are, are gonna do that to offensive tackle duos all year long, yeah, right? It's just gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you if you're playing those guys, you have a plan for those guys. You, your plan is not, hey, let's I let's let's uh let these five guys want a one block yeah five yeah, man man every single... let's go baby. No yeah, that's not exactly happening. no. So uh I think that that's you know and and It's funny because we had a a very interesting conversation between two of our friends in a a DM group about, you know, how much uh, Bosa was going to destroy Steel. And then then the counter argument was, well, Steel had a very good game against Bosa. And I think that this shows you the difference, right? Like if you put Steel versus Bosa one-on-one, I mean, Bosa is going to destroy Steel. But steel can do that. the job when put in uh, you know in the context of the larger team and scheming and yes. protections and, and doing what you need to, to protect your quarterback. And that kind of shows you the difference between the tackles, right? We talked about there's two types of tackles, one that absolutely that needs help and one that doesn't need help, right? And the guys who don't need help are very rare. So well steel and actually, can more I, was, I think pro football focus has a, a good way of breaking this down. They have
0: like for offensive tackles, they have your pass block grade and your run block grade. And then they have your true pass sets, scrape where you're it's one on one against the linemen, right? I think if you put steel against Bosa in 10 one-on-one true pass sets, he might lose eight out of the ten, right? Maybe. But if you're a smart offensive coordinator, you're not gonna do that, right? You're gonna have you're gonna have some jet sweeps, you're gonna have tight ends chipping, you're gonna have guys moving all over, like in that context, I think steel can actually hold up very, very well, but you just don't want a one on one down and down out you know to do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that the scheme element is something that doesn't always get inserted into these yes. kind of competition parts of practice. so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the defense, Lana, but
0: just really quickly, Jalen Tolbert, I know you had a note on him and I thought it was really good. So uh, why don't you fill us in on how the Cowboys rookie receiver did yesterday?
1: Yeah, I mean I think you know what we're seeing Tolbert is he's kind of at that stage now where he is where he's supposed to be. He's savvy uh, enough, you know, he understands the 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 calls and the and the the checks and the tags and everything that's that's you know adjusting his routes or 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 maybe you know the the adjustments that he needs to make in route. You know, he's running option routes. They've talked about that how he's been uh uh you know being they've been using him in option routes and that and that kind of takes sort of advanced route running. You have to understand what you're seeing on the fly and then make an adjustment based on that. So that's all really well. Good. I think where he is in his development now is he's getting where he needs to be when he needs to be there. And the next step for me is finishing. I think what we've seen is that, you know, he's uh, he was really good at it in college. He was physical at the point of attack. He goes up and gets the football. I think what we're seeing him now is adjusting to the level of physicality that happens in the NFL at the point of contact um, and, and I think that's kind of the last step right of, of becoming a reliable NFL receiver is is kind of you're doing all the things you need to do and then when you get to the point where it's 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 time to convert it to actually you know finish, that's where he's uh, he's, he's locating his consistency at this point. That doesn't mean he's not going to. I think it's just this is where he is in his stage of development. And frankly, that's encouraging. I think that that's something that he, because it was a skill set of his in college or something that he was good at in college, uh, I think this is just an adjustment period. So the more of these snaps, the more of these opportunities he can have to, uh, you know, get physical at the point of attack when the ball arrives in an NFL game. I think the, the more uh, consistent he's going to be at at that. And then, you know, at, at that point, he can become an incredibly reliable target for yeah. Dak because I, I think he's a guy that can he can create separation. He can get to where he needs to be. Uh, but in order for him to be the kind of reliable target we need him to be in the absence of Michael Gallup, you know, opposite of, of CeeDee Lamb, he needs to be able to convert those targets into catches uh, when when cornerbacks, DBs are being... Maybe sometimes too physical, but they're not going to call it all the
0: time. I remember Michael Gallup's first training camp. Yeah. actually early on in the season was the same way, right? This was somebody who I think led the nation in contested catches and all that kind of stuff. But it's just a jump when you get to the NFL and being able to do it. And I remember by the 2019 season, like he kind of changed his body. He was a lot stronger and you could tell like he was making every catch at the catch point. I got a feeling something similar is going to happen with
1: Jalen Tolbert over the next year. It might not be right away, but over the next year. I think the difference in playing style between these two players will actually help accelerate it more for for Tolbert, right? Because Tolbert coming in, like if you go watch his tape, the dude's physical. He's mm-hmm. like – and he has a a, a demeanor about him. Right. uh, Like a a dominant demeanor about him, uh, an alpha dog demeanor that, you know, Gallup doesn't necessarily have because that's just not necessarily his personality. I guess what I'm getting at is I I have strong confidence that this is something that he's going to develop soon because he has an element of dog to him. Right. And you just feel like he is not going to uh, like losing yeah. at the point of attack. And so I think he's going to work at it hard and I wouldn't be surprised if this is something that develops very quickly for him. All
0: right, I want I want to talk about the Cowboys' coverage in general, but before we do that, a PSA from drive drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and you're putting uh, back a few drinks. A few become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think about calling for a ride, but nah, it's no big deal. Your house is just down the road. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so, What's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why our police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save as many lives as possible. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys coverage. Uh, We talked about Israel Makamu a little bit. We should mention that Jordan Lewis pulled a hamstring late at the end of practice. He believes he'll still be ready for week one. We'll see. But how do you think the Cowboys coverage did overall?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the defense was really uh, the harder of the two sides to kind of get the most information on, right? Because the, the, the broadcasts from what we saw were mostly on the offensive side. Um, even the, the, if the broadcasts that you saw from DallasCowboys.com were mostly you know, offensive reps. But from what it sounds like, the coverage was really good. I mean, the, you didn't hear – look, uh, Justin Herbert has got one of the best arms in all of football, you know, and they've got a team that can attack down the field. You didn't hear a bunch about them, you know, making deep strikes, getting down the field. I think there was one play that they made down the field, but for the most part, uh, uh, Herbert was having to dump the ball off a lot. Uh, Herbert was getting sacked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's the thing about it too is we talked, we, you know, we could talk about the coverage, which apparently sounds good, but I think the other part was that Herbert was under assault for a good portion of the day, not just from Micah Parsons. Uh, Osa got in there, Gallimore got in there. So I think I think, you know, I think uh, Basham had an interception. Uh, we should again. mention this
0: is a, still a pretty good offensive line, like Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson,
1: uh, Corey Lindsey, Matt Fiedler. It's just a good offensive line. So yeah, I mean I think you know overall the defense played extremely well, and 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 at the very least they weren't uh, you know we talked about McQuaime already, but, but but at the very least just kind of speaking from a ten thousand foot view, they didn't get any passes down, any throws down the field, or at least very few. I think those are all very positive. Uh, uh, You know of developments for this team that that is going to rely on its defense pretty heavily. Every all the reviews so far through two different teams' practices, they've been pretty good. And you know who doesn't want to lose a spot in
0: the fifty-three man roster? Terrell Basham. He just keeps making plays, man. I I
1: don't know how you cut that guy. Yeah, you know that's the thing about Basham, and, and even last year, right? Is that it's like he's not. He doesn't seem necessarily impressive, you know, kind of as on a down to down pass rush situation. But he just, he knows how to make plays. He's he's got good hand eye coordination. He catches the ball when it's near him. He picks it up, and he, he just he, gives you such a high floor as that like, yeah. final defensive end on your roster. And right? he can do and he can do a lot of things. Like you, yeah. you saw him last year, he was they kick him inside. You know, they 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 just used him in a lot of ways. So uh, and and look, just to kind of throw this out there, I, Fowler also had a sack yesterday. So it's not like the competition isn't fierce down at the bottom of the defensive end roster. It, it is. Um, but I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's Basham's definitely making a case. And look, I, I kind of want him on the team. I, I like having that veteran presence down, down in the rotation because y- you feel like, you know, in that kind of mid third quarter area, right. Where, mm-hmm you guys that you, you've you been playing for most of the game are tired and you need to get your marquee guys off the field so that you can have them ready for the fourth quarter when you need them. Having a guy like Basham just creates a nice high floor for what you're getting out of your defensive ends. Well, and I think it's it, it, valuable. And
0: not only that, but like when you have these stretches that the Cowboys always have where you're playing Sunday, Thursday, Thursday, yeah. It's nice to be like, hey, Basham, you played 22 snaps last game. We're going to up you to 35 this week on a short week because DeMarcus Lawrence isn't going to be able to give you 50 snaps this week, right? On a short. That's where it's valuable to have a guy like Basham. So, I wonder if the Cowboys are going to go maybe a little lighter at linebacker, right? Because you can maybe count Parsons as a linebacker, so you can keep an extra guy like Basham. We'll see. I know that's we're still a couple of weeks away from that, but I want him on the. I want him on the team. He's just too good of a player to cut.
1: I will say that it. It. I think it really helps that some of these down roster wide receivers have special teams uh, uh, chops because I think that helps you kind of have a little bit more flexibility in what you're doing sure. defensively. You're not having to force your down roster linebacker, all of your down roster linebackers, or having to keep extra linebackers necessarily to fill out your special teams. That allows you to actually take the best 53 as opposed to having to make so many concessions for special teams. I absolutely agree. Uh, all right,
0: that's it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football show. Find the intellectual fantasy expert Vinny Iyer who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise in a unique angle to give you the moves the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You could follow our show wherever you find your podcast. Also, check us out on YouTube. You could follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB and get his wrong takes about chicken wings. You could what? follow me at Marcus underscore Moja, the number one boneless wing fan <laughs> in the world. Uh, see you guys next time.